today. That, that's not a reason for me not to have things done because there was COVID. You did not respond to 2009 issues by the AG because of the COVID period that happened 10 years after the, the, the audit outcome. Chairperson, which, which system is actually working in the department? Because with the, when we were dealing with the licensing, I, I forget the acronym that they use. They said their system uh, uh, database was not working due to, I don't know, whatever reason, I can't, I can't recall because I don't have my notebook with me. Again, with the derelict and ownerless mind, the system is not equipped to deal with the database. Babum Pele, EEP system, and SBNs are the good department. Chairperson, on the issue, Makua and Wamua, I hear DDG Makubela saying that they have um, most uh, prominent companies have 50%. Uh, employment of HDSA have uh, employment of women in top positions, but I I failed to get him or hear him talking about local beneficiation. You see, when people are talking about local beneficiation in a mining company that is mining in their area, it means that the people in 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 the locality where the mine is operating, they are being employed they are being skilled. I, I did not hear his explanation on that one. Um, uh, what's my other point? And, and Chair, I, okay, let, let me stop there for now, Chairperson, because I can't see to find my, my and if, oh, the last one, Chair, clarity, Mr. Makubel. If you, you, you dispute that MPRDA has failed to deal with illicit and illegal mining, if you can get clarity there, given the, 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 the state that the mining or, or the, the, the muscle that the illegal mining is happening, is MPRDA equipped to deal with the challenge that we are faced with of illegal mining? Thank you very much, Chair. Remember, dog, continue. I'll come later after you are done. Uh, thank you, Chair. Um, back on your network problems, I did not know the sequence. Um, my apologies for being quiet. I was waiting until everyone speaks. Uh, but nonetheless, um, I welcome the, the report under serious duress, by the way, um, in the sense that we have or I would like to think that this is something also we've raised a number of times, the time in which um, these presentations are sent to us and, and that we never get enough time to actually prepare. So I think that even these ones, they were sent around half past 12 yesterday, which is outside the 24-hour framework. Um, and I do not think that it is fair that we keep saying and we keep making the same request to the department that they give us presentations on time so that we can actually thoroughly go through them. But nonetheless, because this is, these are contents or perhaps this is work that we have done and it's quite fresh in our minds because we've engaged both the Human Rights Commission and AXA recently. 
but I think it's something that Chair, we really need to look into. We can't keep saying the same thing that presentations must be available on time and that does not happen. Um, secondly, my, my, my biggest issue, and I think perhaps it's adding on to what Ume Malinga is saying, that the issue of excuses um, and us being told about COVID-19 does not make sense. And over and above that, um, there seems to be no accountability, none whatsoever, um, in terms of the department um, and in terms of them actually owning up to things not being done. It's always COVID-19, it's always a lack of resources, it's always systems that are not working, but they are the custodians of all these things, which therefore means if a system is not working, you are yourself find responsible um, for those systems, which therefore means that you are not doing the work. And my biggest worry and frustration is that as well, that we are going to keep um, saying the same thing or raising the same issues that we are not happy with how things are done by the department. But because there will be no consequences, uh, that we are going to get the same thing over and over again. And I think to a certain extent, there needs to really be like much more vigorous um, and much more stronger um, responses to how things are being done and how we're even getting the, even the responses that we're getting. Uh, but nonetheless, I think the questions that I have um, are on all the reports, the first one being on the one of the Human Rights Commission. Um, and I'm interested um, in the fact, um, I think that the report was available in 2014, and I'm interested in when the department has actually started processing the report um, and whether there has been um, some sort of a bilateral conversation or a meeting between the DMRE and the Human Rights Commission so that they can find each other because by the look of things, it looks like both these um, entities, if I may put it that way, are speaking past each other about the same thing. And I think one other question I want to understand, and I think I asked it in the previous meeting as well, um, is I would like to understand that the report is speaking about unregulated artisanal mining, which is mining that has not been licensed, mining that is not um, monitored, mining that is not regulated, which would um, essentially be illegal mining. So I'm trying to understand what is the fundamental difference between illegal mining and unregulated artisanal mining, which the report is speaking about, and what is the difference between a zamazama and an illegal miner? Um, because I think I get confused quite a lot in terms of that conversation and those definitions, which in my view, it's basically the same thing, but it does not seem to be the case. Another question I have is about this um, National Coordinating Strategic Management Team on illegal mining. Um, who are they? Who do they account to? What is their role in this whole conversation? Um, I do not think that I received the response when I, I asked the Human Rights Commission. Perhaps the department can respond to that. And if we have such a coordinating structure, um, why are we still sitting with all these problems in relation to um, illegal mining and who is engaging them? When do we actually even gain, engage them, even ourselves? Um, and I think the issue of building profiles of um, the, the Zamazamas and the people who are 
the value chains and all those things. As much as I think the report speaks about that, it is the responsibility of the law enforcement. So I'm interested in whether the SAPS has confirmed themselves that that is their responsibility or we are assuming. And secondly, I would like to understand, because I know that Mintech at one point did say that, look, we can assist the police in terms of training them because the police were saying, look, we don't know a lot of things about mining and all these things and we do need assistance. And Mintech was saying, look, we have the research, we have knowledge about how mining works. We have a research about all the, the places where illegal mining is happening and all these things. And I'm trying to understand when then the department says it's a responsibility of law enforcement. Does that not mean that the research and also the hand um, that mean take a stretch to actually assist, does it not get considered uh, by the department? Um, and then I think with the issue of MAQUA as well, um, the I, I understand that the tone of the, the organizations, which is both of them, has been extremely problematic and questionable. But we cannot negate the fact that most of the question, issues that they are raising, they are genuine issues that have not only been raised by themselves, but various other communities, even unorganized communities, even when people go on oversight, we're getting the same issues. When we're, when we're having public hearings, for instance, some people were not even speaking about gas amendment bills. They were raising some of the issues that uh, Makwa has been raising or are raising. And I would have um, expected the department to a certain extent to sort of sift um, the, the the issues and actually work on responding on the genuine issues that are being responded to. And also the issue of us saying that the, the MRDPA does not have um, any um, shortcomings or is working really well according to what we are told today. But at the same time, we are everywhere. We were interacting with mining communities. They'll say the same thing, that we're not benefiting from these mines. Um, and I think that the, the tragedy in Jacques Fontaine is one that should have actually even ourselves, even if we believed that they were, it should have raised um, some alarm bells because the one thing these people since it's been decades. It's been decades we've spoken to practically everyone who submitted uh, memorandums and we've been saying that we've not been benefiting from this mine and this is happening across board and there's really not been any intervention from the department to ensure and to enforce these mining companies to make sure that they assist our people and that is a very genuine thing that I think that the department to a certain extent should at least be telling us about what then becomes the way forward um, and I think on the report of the AGSA um, if memory serves me correct, they were saying that the national mine closure strategy was 11 years overdue, which I found very um, alarming and problematic, especially considering the fact that the rehabilitation and closure of mines um, is something that is extremely urgent and important to us. So I'm trying to understand what was the delay because we did not have COVID-19 until maybe two, three years ago. Why did we not have a strategy until then? And if we're only going to start affecting the strategy in the 2022-2023 year, what has the department been doing throughout? What strategy, what, what has been informing um, your response to um, 
mine closures and rehabilitation. Um, the second one is on the mine database. I understand that you are saying that the database is currently being updated, but I'm interested in what is the expected completion date of that update. Um, and why I'm asking this as well, perhaps, is to un understand as well that maybe we might have even underestimated um, the number of mines that need to be closed and the amount of work that needs to be closed done, which therefore means that to a certain extent might affect the budget and also even the years because we're already now speaking about 2043 and so many years, which is very far from us. So I'm trying to understand that with the database that we have currently, are we still within the projections that we have or do we feel that we have underestimated the work that we have we, we might have to do with uh, mining rehabilitation? Um, I think what the department also raised was the issue that they were not able to perform some tasks or do some things because they do not have human resources. They're not able to do monitoring. They're not able to do a lot of things because of that. And I think we also raised this issue of vacancies in the department that stand or that are there for a very long time and there's no address to that. So I'm interested in whether when you're speaking about these human resources, is it also the vacancies that we've been told about? And if not, um, are we also in um, working on on maybe increasing the human resource um, element in the department so as to meet um, the targets that are there. Because the reality is that we can't run away from the fact that South Africa has high unemployment and therefore it cannot be that we're sitting and we're saying that we do not have resources, but people are sitting at home without jobs. And this is actually work that needs to be done and it is urgent. Um, and I think... What I need to also understand is um, the just generally on derelict and ownerless mines, because we've also found out that some people would close mines, some would just disappear, but they would still go and continue operating new mines. I think this is what happens in, even in Kruger Stop, where some of the people were in the management and who were owners of the mine that had um, applied for business rescue are still active in the mining industry and they are still uh, getting profits. So I'm interested in whether the department has considered um, were doing like some sort of a profile of tracking what is the current activity of the owners or the management of the mines that were having problems with. And if those people are still active in the um, mining industry, whether it is South Africa or not, then are we not then able to actually compel these people to now go and close the mines? Um, understanding as well that we do get a response that there was no legislation before compelling people. But I think even the Jayakaswantin tragedy has opened our eyes and in fact it has proven that some of the people, even though there is legislation, they are still doing as they please. And I think that is also confirmed by the fact that the department has confirmed that they are not monitoring as much as they should. So what then happens to the people who defaulted or people who still did not adhere to the legislation even after it was passed and then they abandoned the mines or they disappeared 
or they close the mines and they are still active in the mining industry in South Africa. So what then becomes the role of the department? Are we profiling the people that owned these mines? Where are they? And is there a plan to compel them to actually take up some of the costs of rehabilitating and closing? Um, thank you very much, uh, Jefferson. No, thanks, um, uh, Chairperson, and um, my greetings to, to your good selves, uh, the colleague, honorable members, um, the department, um, and all the other participants on the platform. Uh, Chairperson, I am going to be um, very, very brief, uh, seeing that uh, it, it looks like um, uh, Honorable Madogwe had a caucus with me. She covered a lot of um, other issues, um, including uh, Honorable Malinga. But Chairperson, uh, let me start with uh, um, uh, the presentation that was done by DDG Makubela. And then the gist of, of, the, of that presentation um, was more about the Human Rights Commission um, and the department uh, with regard to artisanal mining versus illegal mining or the Zamazamas. There seems to be a, 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 a different understanding from both the department and the Human Rights Commission um, or a lack of understanding vice versa. I just wanted to check with the, uh, uh, the department uh, in their engagement so far, have they found uh, common ground? What would their take be? Have they found common ground on that understanding? So that in future, when we have a report, uh, we read the report from, from the same understanding um, so that even the interventions um, are, are guided by the understanding that, that, that comes from there. Uh, there's, there there's, there's one clarity that I would want to find out. Have they reached some sort of understanding on a way forward? Secondly, Chair, on, on slide number nine, and it has been touched by Honorable Madogwe as well. There's recommendations. Um, uh, there's recommendation number four that deals with uh, the profiling of the Zamazamas and so on. Uh, now, this uh, from the department side, uh, the department says, all right, uh, we hear what you are saying, uh, Human Rights Commission, but that is not our job. Um, it is with the law enforcement agencies. I, I beg to differ. And uh, I would like them to, um, in their recommendation, I mean, in the, in the way forward as per the recommendations or the, the, the observations, look in terms of when we went to the different areas for uh, site visits and so on, including the disaster um, that we went into, there's always been something like a joke or a joint meeting and so on. And I would uh, prefer the department to accept that Whilst the law enforcement um, uh, uh, is good at profiling, there is a need for the department also to do that profiling because uh, they would know where the setup is. They would know what is happening, uh, including we've got inspectors um, uh, from the mine health and safety. We've got inspectors within the department. So there is a need to, to really look at, at the take from the department uh, so that you don't just kick the can downwards to profiling and as far as SAPS law enforcement is concerned, but it's a joint effort of profiling <clears throat> both the Zamazamas and the territory 
uh, that is at uh, at question. Um, and then on 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 the uh, the the AG's report, uh, also uh, there's uh, there's a there's a slide on most of the slides. Um, the the AG has raised uh, certain issues, and then the department has undertaken to do um, uh, remedial or further work on the on 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 on, on what has been uh, identified or brought out by the AG. But I'm not happy with um, a lot of noting where the department just notes what the AG has said, but they don't give us an idea of what they are going to do. Yes, of course, there are comments that can just be noted, but uh, other, other, other issues cannot just be left for, for noting. Uh, so I, I, I'm, there, there's a number of them. Um, for example, there's where they note that the AG's findings and, and the negative effects raised by um, uh, uh, illegal mining and so on. And, and they just note that without saying, all right, this is what we anticipate happening, or this is also what we are going to do. Uh, so I'm, I'm concerned about just the noting. Chair, there's, there's lastly, in, in general terms, um, there's a report that Mintech and the department also submitted at some stage with regard to mine closure and rehabilitation and the good work that uh, Mintech has done, especially on the asbestos uh, part of, of, of the mines. And it also tells us with the current budget, how long it's going to take. The minister also alluded to that. So it is, it is actually in our reports and in our understanding. I want to find out um, what, what, what would the department, um, what's the department's thinking with regards to you have asbestos mines on the site, and I have had little, if no, except for health issues with regard to Zamazamas, with regard to violent crimes and so on, around this derelict or um, uh, ownerless mines that uh, are asbestos. But when, where you have a lot of problems, as we speak now, it's around the your mostly your gold mines or your disused gold mines, and if the the funds is there a possibility of redirecting the funds for now to deal with the crisis, because I don't really think um, the asbestos part of it, uh, if they have not finished it by now, uh, if if we can get the funds, transfer some of the funds, if not all of the funds and deal with, with uh, the, this immediate uh, problem that finds itself uh, mostly around the, the West Rent um, going through to the East Rent. So I just wanted to find out what is the department's take with such a, a proposition in terms of prioritizing so that we can finish off uh, one of these uh, twin problems that we have. Thanks, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you, honorable members. Um, <clears throat> uh, if it was not a lot, and I will tell you why, TG, uh, if it was not this so loaded, um, it's not even questions, it's an input, uh, I would be putting my own. But uh, let me first give you, um, uh, DG and your team, to respond 
on the comments as well as the questions that we're seeking clarity. No, thanks, Chair. Um, we, we, we will um, endeavor to respond to all the questions uh, that were raised and, um, and the comments um, that have been, have been raised. Maybe from my side, let me uh, pick on some of the comments that were raised and, and already respond to them before I give to the colleagues to go into the details on some of the comments. Chair, I think the, 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 the first point, which was a comment, um, is around the uh, COVID as an excuse. I think from my side, I agree. Um, we cannot uh, continue using COVID as, as, as an excuse for not having done the work. Yes, it did uh, in some instances uh, impact us, but um, as, as correctly identified and picked up by the honorable members of the portfolio committee, I mean, the reports we're delivering today, the actions come, many of them come from way before uh, we even uh, experienced COVID. So we do take that point that we, we cannot use uh, COVID as an excuse for not achieving um, but uh, where maybe it has impacted us, we, 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 we can highlight so. But um, looking at the reports and how far back they go, um, it, 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 it's not necessarily the case. I think that the point that was specifically made around COVID uh, was in relation to how it affected the completion of the work that was being undertaken by the, by the AG. That's why the, 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 the AG started the work in 2019 and the AG was supposed to finish in 2020, but due to the position that they had taken in terms of their work arrangements, then the audit took long. Um, I thought I should just clarify that, but also agree that um, uh, from the department point of view, we 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 cannot use a COVID as a as a as an excuse, Chairperson. There, there was a point that was also raised around um, um, by Honourable Malinga around the uh, issues of uh, the systems not working. Um, Chairperson and and members, uh, we do as a department, um, we have a very obsolete uh, IT system. Um, and I think even the challenges uh, that were mentioned today in the meeting where people could not fly uh, presentations is part of that, but it could also be as a result of load shedding uh, specifically today. But we have an obsolete uh, IT system that uh, at times is not compatible or it affects uh, integrating other systems. We, we are working um, um, on upgrading our systems and, and getting them in, in, in order so that um, they do not uh, in negatively impact on uh, other systems that are critical, uh, specifically for the work that we do and for, for service delivery. Then the, there was a point um, that was raised uh, uh, by I think it was by Honorable Matoko under the ESM and around the, the the strategy. Why did we not have the strategy? I thought I should clarify this. We've always had the strategy. The issues raised by the AG has to do with the implementation of the strategy and the shortcomings of the strategy. So the strategy has always been there, and it is what has been guiding the work that we've been doing around the, the rehabilitation um, of, 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 of the mines. Um, the question, uh, the other question that I will uh, respond to is the one that was raised um, uh, 
by Honorable Volmarans um, around the possibility of redirecting funds. Honorable Volmarans, um, um, I think in, in one of the presentations that we've done to, to the committee, we have indicated that while in the beginning, uh, the whole allocation for ownerless and the lead mine, we had, we were directing it towards um, rehabilitation of prioritized uh, sites, which is mainly asbestos sites. When issues of safety uh, initially became an issue around uh, uh, abandoned sites, we then redirected a portion of the budget uh, towards uh, closing the holdings. Um, the holdings program, um, it's not closing the holdings program um, uh, only in asbestos mines, but it's also in some of these uh, problematic mines. And um, even the prioritization that happens now uh, by MinTech and the department takes into account where we have a, a problem uh, with um, uh, some of the illegal mining uh, uh, activities. So we, we, within the limited budget, we, we try and and, and reprioritize to where some of the challenges uh, may be. And then there was a point um, around uh, limited mo monitoring uh, uh, that was raised by Honorable Matokwe um, uh, uh, and vacancies. And, and, and I think the, 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 the point that the, colleagues, the colleague was raising here around resources um, was more around um, the fact that um, if you look at the number of sites that we have and um, the work that we'll have to do or the number of times you'll have to go to site and do the monitoring, um, there is not a, a, a sufficient uh, home bodies uh, to deploy. And this is, uh, this is the case. Um, we, we, we are also in this regard limited, obviously, by the allocations that we get from, from, from National Treasury. We are currently uh, reviewing the department structure. Um, and uh, I have to say, it's not only um, in this area where there are challenges in terms of the resources. I think um, in, in your, in your uh, comments, uh, you also mentioned the issue of, uh, uh, I think it may have been even Honorable uh, Malinga around um, um, uh, empowerment and, and communities and assisting communities. I mean, even just on that front, in terms of uh, community engagements and stakeholders, and 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 making sure that we get involved in resolving the disputes, um, we 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 are very thin in terms of the the warm bodies. So we are looking within the department as part of the uh, measure uh, finalization of the measure to see how we can move people around and arrange ourselves to optimize the resources so that we can cover all these areas. But there are other things that um, we believe that we should be looking at in terms of uh, using technology. Um, I think the presentation that was done by CGS previously, where they showed uh, how you can use satellite images um, to monitor what is happening on the ground and have a sense of uh, if there is a challenge that, that um, we should be attending to. So those are some of the things that we um, are looking at as, as, as a department, uh, as part of the restructuring that, 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 that um, we are doing. I will now, Chairperson, with your permission, hand over to uh, first, the DG Makobela to respond to uh, the questions that were raised um, um, from the presentation that he made. And then uh, he will be followed by uh, Chief Director Mwatsi um, on the presentation that he made. And then if there are any questions that have not been covered, I'll come back on those ones, Chairperson. Thanks. Uh, DG Makobela. Thank you, DG. And uh, thank you, Chairperson and honorable members. Uh, firstly, the, the 
questions and, and comments from uh, Honorable Malinga um, on the issue of local beneficiation. Um, it is true that, uh, you know, what we've found is that the, there isn't a dedicated, you know, a focus on what we call host communities. And I think part of this, uh, in our view, is historical. Uh, we've seen this uh, as we engaged in, uh, in Northwest, for example. And what we then agreed uh, in a tripartite structure with communities and, uh, and uh, the mining houses is that as contracts expire, because there is the issue of there's an existing contract with somebody who's coming from, let's say, a, another province. Oh, and and uh, we said you can't abruptly just uh, terminate those contracts. Then we said as those contracts expire, the existing one, then you need to begin to look at uh, host communities as priority for the replacements. So those programs now, I think, uh, are beginning to take root um, in the in the different uh, uh, host community areas. Wh what we found, though, is that in general, the mining companies are very their strategies for communication are ineffective. Um, they are there, but we don't think that they are effective. Uh, and we've said that in bilaterals with them to say that uh, they, they need to go back to the drawing board uh, in as far as, you know, particularly engaging your host communities. On the issue of, uh, on the MPRDA, perhaps maybe I was not very clear uh, we indicated that we have identified gaps on the MPRDA, particularly as it relates to illegal mining. There are gaps, um, you know, for example, unlawful possession is not criminalized uh, in the act, um, you know, unlawful transportation uh, and all of that. I think those are areas that we've already identified that are being worked on uh, in the amendment. Then on the issues raised by Honorable uh, Matt Dogwe, the I think the issue for, for, for me with the Human Rights Commission um, is that, you know, the, the presentation tended to go from, yes, unregulated, but very quickly moves to illegal mining and tries to equate the two. And, and we thought that uh, artisanal mining in particular, I mean, there's a particular approach to artisanal mining and you can um, legislate for that. But when it comes to illegal activity, in our view, there's got to be a, a particular heavy-handed uh, focus that, because it is, it is uh, bordering 
or in, in fact, it is economic sabotage, what is happening uh, in, 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 as a result of illegal air mining. The issue of profiling, uh, SAPS is profiling, in fact, has profiled uh, the different uh, levels. And uh, we, there, are, there are five categories that have been identified uh, in, in that profiling, including then, of course, those who do the trading. And in fact, they brought a specialized uh, a, you know, a syndicate fighting unit um, to basically focus on the top level and not just on the foot soldiers. So, so there are some cases that are being followed up in terms of that. The National Coordinate, uh, Coordination Strategic Management Team, the members of that team include the SAPS itself, DPCI, uh, the, this is now the Hawks, uh, uh, Intelligence, um, it, of course, we, we participate in that um, ourselves. Uh, Department of Justice, uh, this is now the prosecution authorities. And um, effectively, this is a structure now that uh, has recommended what the DG uh, of uh, Mineral Resources and Energy, DG Mbele, and the National Commissioner uh, will be signing off on. So they, they, that team uh, you know, has recommended that uh, there must be a, a multidisciplinary a team that is going to be focused on this and, and that its operational model uh, has also been finalized and it will include uh, this time home affairs and again uh, DPCI, but also the diamond and pressure metals uh, regulator. There will also be a dedicated uh, prosecutor uh, who will be working with us, the asset forfeiture unit, as well as regional staff of the department will also be involved in that. So there is an effort to, to really formalize the structure uh, that uh, uh, we, is going to tackle uh, illegal mining. On the uh, issue raised by Honorable Formarant, again, I think it was more on the profiling issue. I think the, as I indicated, I guess our understanding of profiling is, is that that is a specialized uh, uh, skill and uh, it, it then begins to categorize you know, who gets involved uh, in all these activities. And we think that uh, already that profiling has been done by, by, the, by SAPS uh, effectively on all the provinces where illegal mining um, is taking place. And then I think what, what I would also indicate is that 
I think based on the presentation by the Human Rights uh, Commission, it is true that we have to now go back and engage directly with them so that um, these differences, we can, you know, try and explain ourselves. I don't think uh, they know how far we've gone since they did the work uh, that they did. And one of the things that is holding us back is that the announcement on this new unit and how it's going to operate is going to be made by the Minister of Police. And before that is uh, done, we, we, you know, can talk in general, but the specifics we, we cannot go into until that launch is done by the Minister of Police. So I will stop there. Thanks, DJ. Thanks, Chairperson. Thanks, Ntadimwate. Thanks, DJ. Um, I think most of the questions have been uh, addressed by the DG. I'll respond to two or, or three of them. Uh, the first one, it's uh, from Honorable Madokwe, which says that uh, Mintek had offered to help uh, the police in relation to the, the, the work on mining uh, or, or rehabilitation and so on. Um, I've indicated in the presentation that uh, Mintech is part of the, uh, the, the National Coordinating uh, Management Team. Uh, and in that, in that forum, amongst others, I'm aware that uh, Mintech's role also has been to, to share some of the, the expertise uh, in terms of uh, uh, mining work, which is, which is being done. So they are part of the, 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 the committee and they have been assisting them in this regard. Yes, indeed, they, you will recall, honorable members, that uh, um, uh, amongst others, uh, the Mimintech had also offered to assist in, in terms of development of a system more like your, your satellite system. And, and that has been uh, also acknowledged by the police in this instance to address the issue of illegal mining. So uh, I, I must indicate, uh, Honorable uh, Chair, that uh, Mintech does play its, its role in this, in this regard. The second one, uh, which I want to uh, talk to uh, Honorable Chair and Honorable Members, it's related to uh, um, the, the, the database. Um, uh, the, the question is, what is the, the expected date of completion of updating the database? Uh, the AG identified gaps. Uh, um, and what we are doing right now as a department in the current financial year, that is 2022, ending March 2023, it's basically to complete these uh, uh, gaps which are, have been identified. So colleagues are actually going through each and every file of the area which has been rehabilitated and uh, filling up all the necessary information which is expected. Um, uh, and then the other question related to derelict and ownerless mines. So is there, 
is there a plan to follow up the owners of these uh, uh, derelict and ownerless uh, who may be present in the country? Uh, in the development of the, the inventory, derelict and ownerless inventory, which resulted in the database being developed, part of the, the brief uh, to Council for Geoscience in this instance was to follow up uh, the, the mine right holders who may be present in the country or outside of the country who would be then be liable for this exercise. So that work was done. Uh, uh, and uh, the information which we have since received is that these then become the, the, the ones which have been identified become the liability of the state in terms of the legal understanding of what would then become the derelict and ownerless mine. So that has been done. Uh, there was a, a mechanism to follow up all of these uh, um, uh, mine right holders. Um, the, uh, we, without uh, hiding, uh, uh, I think there, there was a concern which was raised uh, by honorable members, uh, Honorable Melinga as well as Madokwe about the hiding behind the COVID. Um, uh, I do note the, the, the DG's comment in this regard, but I also want to indicate that uh, uh, in my first slide, you will note that uh, the, the, the audit was to be completed in 2020, March 2020. And uh, because of that, actually the, the auditor general suspended the audit in, let, me, let me say extended the, the, the audit to cover into, to flow into the following year. And uh, the, one, of the, one of the things which we had to do as a department in terms of the migration of this database was to train the officials. Now, part of the training of the officials is to have a physical uh, interaction with the system itself. Although uh, I do understand that uh, during the COVID, there was a, also a system, um, MS Teams and so on, which we could also use. But these were some of the challenges where we had to, we needed to have a physical contact with the, with the, with the software itself. Um, and, and that is why the, some of these things were done as part of the, the 2021-2022 financial year work. Um, uh, the next question is related to the delay of the national mine closure strategy. Why the delay uh, of the national mine closure strategy? Honorable Chair, um, I have indicated that uh, in 2013-2014, uh, and I think part of 2015, the, there was a... Um, an intention to come up with one environmental system. Um, and part of that work, as indicated, was to migrate a portion within the legislation, within MPRDA, to the Department of Environmental Affairs. And uh, amongst other things, uh, I must also indicate that in developing the National Mine Closure Strategy, uh, one of the, 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 
the, the, the thinking behind the strategy, the, the strategy is, is to develop what we call economic succession planning. Now, to develop economic succession planning, in other words, ensuring that when the mine closes, uh, the, 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 the economic development in that particular area is sustained. You need to develop mechanisms to do that. One of the, one of the pillars of this economic succession planning is what is having to relook at the environmental management plans of existing mine right holders. Now, uh, uh, it, it, it therefore called, that is why there was this, this delay to, for us to be able to, to look at this migration, what would it impact on the national mine closure strategy? But I do uh, uh, understand the, the concerns which have been raised by, by, by members in this instant. Um, and I think that would be that would be the, the last question. Otherwise, others have been answered by the DG. Thank you. Thanks very much. Um, okay, before I hand back to you, um, there, there was a point that was raised around the, um, or a proposal around the fact that um, there was a question first around any bilateral meeting with the Human Rights Commission. Um, I'm aware that um, there was acknowledgement in writing of the report. Uh, when the report was published. Um, and, and based on the comments that were made today, and um, we, we will definitely, from the department point of view, reach out um, to the Human Rights uh, Commission, um, share with them our observations in terms of the issues that they've raised and make sure that um, there is a common understanding of the, of the issues uh, from both our, from our side and uh, also from, from their side. There was chair, there was also, a, I'm just trying to go through my notes. Um, there was also a an issue that was raised around the fact that um, we cannot um, negate some of the issues that are raised by Makua and Wamua, and there was a proposal that uh, we should sift through the issues and and work on the genuine issues. We will definitely do that, uh, Chairperson. As it was also indicated that uh, some of the issues they are raising are actually issues that have been raised by many of the uh, general community um, members. And then just trying to go through. Um, and I've, we've, we've, also, um, we've also noted, and excuse the pun here, we've also noted the point that uh, Honorable Vomarans made around uh, some of our responses uh, 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 on the AG's report indicating that we are noting. Um, and I guess here these flow from uh, when one looks at the detailed report, um, uh, some of these uh, in the background, there are specific recommendations that the AG is making. And, and what I'm getting is, is basically for us, while we're saying we're noting them, we must be very clear uh, what will be the exact next action. And we'll definitely do that, uh, Chairperson. Um, I will stop here, and maybe if we've missed any of the questions, we can come back to, to them, Chairperson. Thank you. Over to you, Chair. Thank you, Tichi. You made my work a bit easy. Um, I was going to raise some of the things that you are raising. Look, 
First, let's agree the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy is responsible for the minerals beneath and even on surface, by the way. That's how we understand. You are custodian of the mineral wells. Now, <clears throat> you as custodians, when something wrong that tempers with those minerals, your custodianship means you must be the first complainant. And as the first complainant, I, I can imagine if you were to go to a community and they say, we've got a problem, Yamakinza. And they say it's not our responsibility, it's the responsibility of police. I don't think it would be a good argument. They should be the ones that says, you have want to set up a community um, policing forum. We want to have the police monitoring maybe two hours, uh, after every two hours or four hours, we want to do one, two, and three, because they are taking responsibility for their lives. So the MRE can abdicate its responsibility to protect and defend the mineral well, including against those who are conducting uh, such activities in an illegal manner. What police are supposed to do is to effect the records that they have as law enforcement agencies. So mobilizing law enforcement agencies is a responsibility of the MRE in protection of their own responsibility on the minerals on behalf of the people of South Africa. So I'm happy with the uh, that we are getting back to accept that we have got a duty and a responsibility, and that duty includes assisting the police to perform their duties in a much more effective manner. And therefore, um, that becomes a plus on yourselves. That's point one. Point two, I'm happy that you are addressing the issue that it has been a concern for me. But let's also go back and agree that um, <clears throat> the MRE never closed, and I can tell you why. And the minister had always been raising this thing. By level five, level four, uh, was at level three, you were the ones as the MRE who were saying which sectors of the economy can close, which sectors of the economy must close, which sector. We cannot then say that the MRE was affected by COVID, even if we were to say during COVID. Because amongst other issues, it didn't mean because there was COVID. In fact, the MRE, if... if if we're to follow that argument, lost an opportunity to effectively deal with the issue of illegal mining at the time when uh, we were seriously under COVID, um, uh, strict COVID uh, regulation. But let's leave that and put aside. The truth of the matter is that that issue that is being raised both by the Human Rights Commission as well as by the AGSA is more of a legacy matter. It's not something that they are raising it for the first time now. And I'm happy for me that uh, you say you are going to engage with them. Um, so I want us to agree on this thing that the MRE 
we have initiated the two uh, chapter nine institutions have raised issues of concern. You don't have DG even to be in the meeting, neither the minister or the DM, the deputy minister. I will ask that exactly what you say, take out a delegation, let go, let it go and listen, engage with the Human Rights Commission, even if it's separate dedication, engage with the, with the um, HSA, especially during the moments and periods of audit, and then come back and report to this committee. All what we want from you is a commitment as to when can we get the report back. Two, I'm worried, I'll be honest with you, I was worried when uh, Mark Rubella, you did not ask from this committee how you should respond on the issues raised by Makua. You, 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 you intended, and I'm not saying this in a negative way, you intended to address the committee, not the issues raised. And I mean, when you say then you will go back uh, Honorable Madoka puts it, at times we, we, we don't like the way that they are engaging with us, but there is only one thing that we have taken as a committee, as a matter of principle. No issues where we still have got a chance and an opportunity. No issues will be raised about this committee and we don't listen and we don't apply patience so that if we disagree with people, we must know that we disagree with people because they expect us to go beyond what is expected of us in terms of the founding rules of parliament on the establishment of portfolio committees. It is not personal, it is not in it. So, so, so we, we, we want to appeal to yourself, apply some degree of patience. Deal with people, agree with that you don't, act. for instance, when they write some of the things, they, we, 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 can't, we can't tell you what to do, but when they write some of the things, they've got something that is a record. How can a department expect that it can write back and have records? That This one is impossible to do because of one, two, and three. Can you go back? What, on, what uh, Mr. Makubela was raising on Makua Amoa, can you put it in writing? Let me make an example. They want to be part of, um, they want you to tell them, which is the same thing. When you do uh, take particular activities, you must inform them. They want to, to participate in RAMDEC. That is you. You must then be able to put it in writing. We can't allow them to participate in RAMDEC because of one, two, and three. For us, RAMDEC is about community participation not representatives of communities to participate. I'm just making, I don't think it's, a, it's such a difficult thing to do. And then you bring it back to the committee. And if it needs be, like you say, invite them, sit them, with, sit down with them. You must know which areas of disagreements that you are disagreeing. And then they have got a duty or they've got a choice of what then the next step that they are taking. But be careful not to disagree with people simply because you allow attitudes to flow up, that this is how they behave, this is how they do things, and therefore we're not. You must be able to say, when this committee invites you, Chair, we met with them. They want this, we can't grant them. 
because of this. They want this. We can't bend them because of this. Yes, we agree on this one. This is what we think we can work and cooperate with them. We want to see them as more complementary to the work that we perform as a department. They assist you even with regards to the non-performance of your own colleagues in the, in the administration. But the manner that for me, my fear is that you were prepared to to, you were prepared to give a formal and official presentation on the three, on the two chapter nine institution, but not them. It then makes you to be the same like them. So, so, so I'm happy and I will encourage you. We are still having our own issues with them, but we are engaging them. Obviously, there will be time we're in our engagement with them. We must draw a line. Let's agree here. We don't agree. You will do what you feel you need to do. We will do. We will have to decide what to do to protect the integrity of parliament. But but we can't just ignore and say no no no. What they have written, you don't necessarily have to address us. Yes, address us, but address their issues through us. But you don't have also to avoid engaging them. Engage them. You except if your ideas are not superior. There are things as a, as, a, as, a, as a state institution or as a state uh, component, they may not be able to happen. For instance, you must explain, you must enter, there are issues that they were raising around that every time there is, uh, even from us, there is a public hearings, they need that the transport must be given to them. And it can be explained. Ours a simple parliament engages communities. It doesn't engage uh, representatives of communities and therefore every transport that goes out it goes out to the community you can't select and say it will be for so and so and for so and so otherwise once you make parliament a structure of recognition of structures or, or representative structures you run the risk that everyone will stand up and say but why are you recognizing this but you are not recognizing that one that's uh, that, that's how, and I'm saying we may not all share the same views, we may differ on what has to happen, but that's the reality, that's what it is. So, so until such time you, you agree and you are able to point out on areas where there is a disagreement, you will not resolve this thing. My last point is what honorable members were saying. And unfortunately, I'll have to say it here at DG because um, we have never had an opportunity to engage. Part of the things that we've raised as concerns in the department, um, honorable Malinga is correct, is Samrat. Um, we look at uh, the presentations that have been made, even when your first, second, and third quarter report, which were the issues I was raising. If you put in 37 mining rights in a period of a year, let's just take a, or a quarter, how many applications do we get? So, so the question of data collection and performance of tasks still remains a problem. That includes some of these things. My request to you, TG, tighten up the screws. You need, once, once you, are, you are appointed as a coach of a team, the moment you allow certain players not to, to, to come to, the, to practice, uh, where even if they don't perform because of their, whole, their household names, 
even if they don't perform, you keep them on the field. I can tell you, you'll never have a winning team. My request from you is that from the start, things must change. This department depends on you, not on the executive authority. Government can run, even if politicians like us are not there. It has been proven in 2008. It was proven that whether executive goes, but yourself as part of the accounting officer team of government, crack the whip. That's, that's my only appeal from you. Push your administration. People must perform their duties. Improve on the 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 technology challenges. If you don't improve on the licensing regime, if you don't improve on data collection, if you don't improve even on revenue generation from the for the department, the more, for an example, you get um, it may not be relevant now. Just sharing an example, the more we get people into the mainstream of our mining performance, the more mining rights you give, the more people. Uh, get opportunities for investment, the more exploration is done, is the more revenues being generated and more our economy is growing. And once the economy grows, then that's when you start also to, not saying it is a, it, it is, it is a condition, but it's the more you then have to justify why then uh, you don't grow, uh, uh, is, is not absorbing uh, employment. So the more employment opportunities are prevailing. So that is my, my request, DG. Um, try and uh, make it a point that Zogin Kabzakos had done. Mazgen Nintimin as Lima Bonara Alguti, Sintimin Maj. Before then, I could go to the next issue. Do you want to have your last comment because uh, uh, DG? And then we will go to the adoption of the report uh, of Tahasun Day. Uh, no, Chairperson. Um, from my side, we I take your comments, and um, we, as I earlier indicated, we note and take the comments from the committee as well, and we'll definitely reach out to to the presenters that came and presented to the to the committee, and at an appropriate time, we'll then uh, provide feedback uh, to to the to the committee. We'll endeavour to do this within the next two months, Chair from a commitment point of view. Thank you. Can we get a progress report end of November? Yes, Chairperson. Okay, thank you very much. Um, you are released and relieved, but you can stay if you want because it might be a matter that affects you. Uh, honorable members, I saw Babunte Chan. You know, when you see a lawyer, you must know there might be something that requires your attention. Should I give Mr. Ntechana first? Over here, Chair, if you, if, if you want us to, to, to proceed with the meeting, we, we can, Chair. Please, because we want to adopt the report. I know that uh, there was an issue initially we requested from yourself with regards to the um, disciplinary case. Uh, maybe it will help if, if it is about that. Uh, but any other matter before we go for adoption, you, the floor is yours. 
Okay. Uh, 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 good, 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 good morning, Chairperson uh, and Honorable Members. Chair, I, I, I'm assuming that the reason that you have called us is because of the letter which has been addressed uh, to the committee by the Minister of Forestry, Fisheries and Environment. It dated the 3rd of no, August, no, no. I think. Okay, no, 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 we will come back to that one. No, 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 no. Arending Moshi and Ayanda. We said when we deal with the when we deal with the bill itself, can we first deal with the report of Chakas Funday? Sorry, 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 Mr. Tejan. Ari? That's fine, you Chair. You were flighting that report. Yeah. I thought I thought you wanted they wanted to further give advice on the disciplinary case against the employee who, who addressed the portfolio committee. Are there any... Just, Chair, just yeah. to indicate and highlight to the members that the correspondence was sent off to Jagersfontein Developments yesterday, and we've sent a copy of that letter to the members as well, Chair. They haven't yes. acknowledged the seat yet, Chair. The, the, the uh, what do you call it, the gentleman, uh, he confirmed that he received the Chair. But Jagers from okay. State Developments haven't uh, 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 confirmed receipt of the correspondence, Chair. Okay. I want to tell Jana to come in there because uh, we might have, but let's deal with the report first and adopt it so that we release other members. And let me appreciate those members who want, who joined us, even though they were in other committees. Um, let we we really appreciate that. Yes, let's go to where there were corrections. Mm. We'll go straight to the committee observations, Chair. Chair, this yeah. report was sent yesterday to members as well. Um, mm. The changes and amendments are in yellow, Chair. Okay. That's bullet point one in yellow. Bullet point two and three. Okay, bullet point four and five. Bullet point six, seven, and eight. Shouldn't we have a big N, what do you call it, Ali, Ali, NP? When my teacher used to tell me, used to say, not a <laughs> You see? Okay. Can we, can we then go to the recommendations, bullet point one? What is including other? Because it's correct where it says including the detailing terms. Then why including other? Let's take out the including other.
Yes. Uh, let's go bullet point one, bullet point two, a brother. No, no, no. So you will just see here that we've indicated by when. No, 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 no. It can't, it's not to our committee. We, I think it's not the department. It's the committee of water and sanitation. And I think we said report back to parliament. Yes. The only thing I'm not sure, did, didn't we put a time frame? No, we did not say. Do we need to put a deadline there? Will you not be too prescriptive? Yes, sir. So I think we must just report back to the National Assembly yeah. on, a, on a time frame that will be so determined. Yes? If we leave it open-ended, Chair, what if we encounter another Yaga Fontaine instead? I know that, I know it will sound prescriptive, but this is an agent matter, Chair. Yeah, but what I'm saying, that would be too prescriptive to another committee. It doesn't account to it, to us. Maybe we can say to the National Assembly, as, requi as required by... Yeah. And Matter of agents, Agna time yes. Maybe, yes, as a matter of agency. Yes, you are correct. Sure. Uh, well, I think this one is not for us again, the PC on social development. Where are we now, Chair? Oh, I this think one. The, yes. That one, Chair. Yes. I think that's what we said. We said the PC on social development must show that there is agent psychological support, that agent psychological support is provided to the affected communities. No, no, no. The, the PC on social development oh. should ensure that the Department of Social Development
That's fine. I'll, I'll sort that one out here. Yes, yes. It's not SD, DSD. Provides. Yes. Take you there to the English teacher. This DSD, not SD. The PC on DSD. On social development, yeah. Yes. Social development. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, DSD is a department. <laughs> yeah. This is the department. Yeah, this is the department. Okay. Um. Mm -hmm. I think the rest are correct. Yeah. Uh, provide investigation, Chair. The next point. Huh? If, if, are we not leaving it the second point, the, the following point? Who conducts the, the investigation? I thought that was the that was government. No, not the MRE, because we said the entities not these entities are not under under the MRE. It will be government. Conducts an in from a preposition, a command should government should conduct an investigation. Yes. Beyond isn't supposed to say beyond Jahas Fontaine instead of mm. outside. Yeah, I know that one, we agree. And then remember, there is the report. 
with the corrections that we have just done uh, or, or whatever, which are not major. Can I get a mover? Chairperson, yeah, I, I, I move for this report uh, to, be, to be adopted as a, a reflection of what transpired uh, during our visit, Chair. Okay. Any second? Are you seconding, Honorable uh, Malinga? I saw your hand. Yes, Chair. Seconding the mover. Thank you very much, honorable members. The report is therefore duly adopted. Thank you very much. Is there any other matter? Ari? Are we going to deal with the minutes, someone out here? You want us to deal with the minutes? When are we, the, yeah, why, why? Myself, I'm a bit, um, they call it in Africa's Jeremy Cup. <laughs> it's Friday, Jay. It's Friday, I understand. Hey, this committee works like nobody's business. Um, what, what are we dealing with Monday, Tuesday? Tuesday um, is home chair. Uh, oh, it's a joint committee. Joint committee, yes, chair. Okay, let's deal with the minutes very fast. A bit patient, honorable members, who are almost done. It's 13 September, Chair. Yes. Tuesday's meeting. Yes, that was one. one down, down, down. Uh, yes. Four, four, we're dealing with four. If there are any corrections, five. Okay. On that note, is there any more value? Volmaran's chair. I, 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 chair, I hereby move for the adoption of, of the minutes, uh, Chairperson. Thank you very much. Any second? Huh? Any second? Huh? Okay. Second, Mr. Thank you very much. Is there any other set of minutes? Uh, Are Yes, Chair, that of the 20th Chair, this past year. Yes. Canos Jerezin. I'm getting the minutes now. now.
אוקיי. אוקיי. What type of a dog is that one? It sounds like a pit bull. German Shepherd. Oh, I know, I know dogs. Okay. <laughs> is there any other matter of corrections on the minutes? In the absence, is then there any move of the minutes with the corrections made? Any mover? I'll share with the additions that Honorable Lorima has just made. Thank you. Okay, any second? We'll sleep here looking for a second. Any second? Chair, Chair I, I, I thought Honorable Lorima would second because he has made an addition, but I, I, I second. Okay, thank you, Honorable Volmarans, uh, with the second. Uh, any matters arising? Okay, no matters arising because everything is in a program. Uh, honorable members, is there any other matter, Ari? No, Chair. Just the other item was now on the UPRD, Chair. Yes. When? Dahal, Chair. Yes. So do you want Andile to come in, Chair? Yes. So, Andile. Hey, good morning again, Chair, and, and uh, the honorable members. So I, I'd hoped that uh, you would give some introductory remarks I mean, regarding the letter itself, but I know that perhaps the committee, I mean, is, is, is well briefed on it. Uh, so I'll, I'll... Can you hear me, Chair? Yes. Okay, thank, thank, thanks, Chair. 
Chair, I'll cut to the chase, as you said, it's a, it's a Friday. Chair, firstly, uh, this letter, Chair, it, it in a way, Chair, throws a spanner in the works, and I'll tell you why, Chair. Uh, firstly, Chair, as, 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 as you know, this is an executive bill, and not a committee or a private member's bill. Now, as, as, as you are aware, Chair, committee bills are processed uh, differently. And just to draw a baseline concerning ministers and departments making submissions on bills before parliament. And, and clearly in those cases, Chair, there is no cabinet process. Hence the rules provide for such consultation by the executive uh, in the case of committee bills and private members' bills. Uh, now, Chair, uh, this matter should have been resolved uh, at cabinet level, Chair. Now, if you look, Chair, at uh, page 57 of the bill itself, particularly um, on the memorandum on the objects, Chair, it says the following departments and statutory bodies were consulted on the bill. It lists them, Chair, Department of Trade, Industry and Competition, National Treasury, Onshore Petroleum Association of South Africa, Offshore Petroleum Association of South Africa, Petro SA, um, Sayoga, and it says the bill was further published for public comment. Um, now, Chair, the first question uh, about the desirability of dealing with the bill now is why there was no mention of consultation with the Department uh, of Environment, uh, Forestry and Fisheries on the bill. Uh, we feel that, Chair, there should be a clear answer as the bill has been through cabinet. Secondly, Chair, the committee should consider whether it is desirable to have the Department uh, of Environment, Fisheries and Forestry and its minister making submissions and taking time off the committee that is in fact meant for public participation. Again, Chair, we feel that ideally this matter should have been resolved at cabinet level. The committee chair should discuss whether this bill is ripe for processing, given the deficiency that this matter has, has caused. We have the view, Chair, that the minister must account to the committee for this. And I think, Chair, in short, uh, our view is that the minister should account and take the committee in his confidence about the letter and the apparent deficiency or deficit in processing the bill at cabinet level. So that is our view, Chair. I'll leave it there for now. Thank you, Chair. Yo, hey, Honorable members, any take? I see the end of my Malinga. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Uh, let me welcome the advice given to us by, I don't know whether he's an advocate, advocate uh, we, we welcome it, Chair. We, we don't want as a portfolio committee of parliament 
to be dragged in the cabinet issues because both ministers sit in that in that structure. So Chairperson, I think he has outlined the process of which I think the MRE has followed to the latter. But I would also concur with him. I think when he says the minister should come before the portfolio, she, he means the minister of uh, forestry and fisheries. I guess as Australia, so that, that's my take, Chair. Thank you very much. Is there any other member? Mr. Dejana, can I ask this simple question? Is it a matter of either or, or it's only one, one option? For instance, a committee, if it is satisfied itself that uh, its own procedures and processes are correct, uh, are correct, do we have to entertain or should we do what you eat? Because your, the starting point of the advice says, if we are satisfied, I, I just paraphrasing, I'm not saying that's what you said. If we committee is satisfied that all the processes have been followed, and um, this is a member of the executive who would have been part of the processes. And in terms of what is in front of the committee is a proof of consultation um, that had taken place which unfortunately the letter does not dispute. Um, I'm trying to check now, is it a matter of, because one might argue and say, if you invited the Minister of Mineral Resources, but that minister has not written any letter to the committee to say, um, I've got these misgivings of what I, I gave you, and you don't invite the one of, um, of uh, uh, environment. If I say the minister of D, uh, DF, I only realized later, honorable matter, that there's a DEFF. But if the minister is not invited, then, then there may be a case that um, I wrote. But also, these are the two individuals when it comes to the separation of powers. These are individuals that are in the executive. And one would argue and say, the matter should have dealt with at the level of the, of the executive, uh, um, uh, yes, at the level of the executive platform, which is cabinet. And that's what it quotes. So I'm not sure. That is why I'm saying my, my dilemma is is, is, is it a matter of either or? Because if it's a matter of either of the two, then it might be easy to say, look, as far as the committee is concerned, this is a matter that should be addressed at the level of the executive, except if it was coming from our sister colleagues uh, in the portfolio committee. For example, I'm not sure how can a committee of parliament intervene on a matter that is in front of the executive simple because our sister, our system, what do you call it? Our system committee 
would have made something that we believe is not a reflection of what we talked about. Just please clarify this thing so that I think that's what Honorable Malinga is, is also trying to say we're grappling with, is that these people have got a platform of their own. Aren't we now taking over an executive function of managing um, differences of understanding by the executive? Can you help on this thing? Yeah, yeah I, I, I'm not sure whether I was emphatic enough, Chair. I think, I think the point I'm making, Chair, is simple, is that this matter, Chair, uh, resides with the executive, and, and as correctly as we have captured it, uh, at cabinet level. Remember, Chair, this is an executive deal. So naturally, uh, all we're saying now is that um, just from, from an angle of practicability and effectiveness, Chair, we're saying that now you, you, you have a committee of parliament, Chair, we should be seized uh, uh, with waiting through uh, public submissions that it has received on the public participation process. And now, Chair, we find ourselves being entangled in a matter that, result, that resides in, in another sphere, which is, which is cabinet, which is the executive. Um, so so that, 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 that's why I'm saying, Chair, I mean, um, if the committee uh, really wants to make progress uh, regarding this, because the assumption, Chair, is, is that once it lands um, on the committee's desk, Chair, is that mm. there's been some unanimity uh, uh, between uh, these two executives. So, so all we're saying, Chair, is that we find it anomalous uh, that uh, a document, Chair, that comes from Cabinet, where these two uh, executives sit, Chair, uh, then when it's, it's in Parliament, then you find a letter from another one saying, no, these are some of the things uh, which this bill should look at. And if you read the letter, Chair, it's, it's written in a way as if uh, the other one was not aware uh, of what was happening. So in other words, it's a question of the right hand not knowing what the left hand is doing. So that's what I'm saying, Chair. Uh, the committee, I mean, in terms of its rules, um, has got a, it, it has a leeway chair, in terms of how to deal with this. Uh, regarding its processes, but 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 our view chair is that uh, why should the committee be uh, settled with that chair when this matter resides in the executive? Thanks, chair. So does um chairperson? Yes, honourable Masaule. My my apologies, Chair. Um, uh, greetings to everybody. I just wanted to ask for, for uh, from uh, Mr. Techana that uh, would there be a need for us through the Speaker or Chair of Chairs to write to the Leader of Government Business, uh, making them aware of this entanglement that they want to the Cabinet wants to put us as a committee of parliament too, and uh, show our non-interest in the entanglement. Thanks. 100%, Chair, 100%. So does it mean now, can we go to the real issue? Where are we now, Ari? We were supposed to adopt the motion of desirability, Chair. 
Okay. Any take honorable members? I was told, I think in the last one, that there are two options. We deal with it now, or if we feel that only when we come, uh, because we can only go for public hearings, if we adopt the motion of desirability, or we want to consider the motion of desirability post uh, the public hearings. Those are the options, or we agree that uh, the motion of uh, desirability can pass as undesirable, and therefore we don't proceed with any other thing, it ends there. Then there will even be no reason to invite the department to come back and make next submission. Can I get a proposal? Do we take it? Which one of the three do we take? A motion of desirability now, or we agree to go for public hearings to get more and be more informed, and then do the motion of desirability, which I think it is in terms of what I read on the rules it allows, or we take the motion that uh, the bill is not desirable. Honorable Matoga. Thank you, Chair. Um, I did actually get cut off because of network a bit, so I did miss most of the on this. Um, But also I had realized that there were um, some documents that were shared by Ariko, um, I think, this morning, if not yesterday. Um, I think it was written submissions. But we've not really had an opportunity to peruse those documents because of when they were sent. I hear that there is a suggestion of perhaps us looking into public hearings. And I was going to maybe suggest that maybe instead of public hearings, we just maybe try to go through those written submissions so that we do have an idea um, of what is being proposed to us and what the public with what has been submitted through written submissions has said. And then from there, we are able to to give a response as opposed to actually starting public hearings altogether. And maybe I was going to suggest if we can maybe then by Monday so that by then maybe we would have had enough time to peruse that, then we can uh, just put a quick um, agenda item for Monday where we can just include whether out of these three options that the chair is suggesting, which ones we will go with. Thanks, Chair. Okay, Ari can correct me. You you can't deal even with those written those are written submissions, but you can't deal with them if you adopt the motion of non-desirability for status two. The written submissions you can only entertain and deal with them after you have conducted public hearings or before you conduct public. It's not separate. If you, con- if you allow them to come now on their written submissions to make oral submissions, it means it's part of the public consultation process. It's only separated into two. It's physical public meetings. Two is to invite people to speak, those who want, because others can just deposit their submissions and not want to make oral submissions on their written submissions. So it's not either or. We don't start by hearing those who have written. Otherwise, we are disadvantaging those then 
who may not have access to emails and other things. If I'm, am I correct? That is the only, the only snack that we will have. And, and if we agree that uh, we adopt the motion of non-desirability, there is no reason, no need then for us to consider even public hearings, including the written submission. Am I correct, Ar? You are correct, Chair. So non-desirability, then everything stops. I mean, Andile can confirm uh, that as well, Chair. Um, look, with the guest amendment bill, what we did was the committee proceeded with the with the with the public hearings, uh, the provincial public public hearings, and then we had the written submission, oral submissions um, meetings, and then we adopted the motion of desirability chair. But as as Advocate Jenkins said in the previous meeting when we dealt with these issues, chair, the legislation is yeah, or the rules are not that prescriptive, chair with regard to the motion of desirability. So I don't yes, know but I think I think I think the point I resort honorable Matog is raising is saying let's take the written submission, call it oral submissions. Yes. Then yes. based on that we make a determination. I'm saying my understanding is that the oral submissions are made are given a specific time to submit in writing. After that even if you then have to agree, if you if you say, for instance, we'll adopt the motion of desirability after public consultation, it includes both, not one of the two. It includes both the written submission and the public hearings. That's what I thought for, for me you can help us on. Can we do and say, okay, fine, we'll only do the written submissions because the written submissions, Honorable Matoga, that's how I understand it. It's not us reading the written submission. It means those people who have written, we will have to check from them who are the ones who want to talk to their submissions. Now, in that process, then, it means we are locking out those who are, who would be, who are supposed, I'm not sure how will that then come in as far as uh, the role of a committee of parliament in terms of public consultation is concerned. That's, that's what I thought, Ar, you can clarify in Tejan. Mr. Tejan. No, Chair is right, you know, and, and I think you are right as well, Chair, because if you, wrote, if you read the rule, I mean, uh, rule 286, for instance, of the assembly, you, you will see that it doesn't, there's no clear delineation between whether you do it before or after. But I think Chair, for practicability, and I use this word Chair, very advisedly, is that, because remember Chair, this process requires deploying resources. Uh, why should a committee chair not upfront uh, pronounce on its attitude regarding whether they feel the bill is desirable or not? I'll end it there for now Chair, thanks. Okay. I see the end of Honorable um, Malinga and then Honorable Matoga. Thank you, thank you, Chair. I, I think it, there is desirability for for, for this bill, uh, Chair. That, that's what I wanted to say before all the, the rhetorics were said. Thank you very much. 
Is there any second to the view of Honorable Malinga? Volmar Anshe. I, I, I do second the proposal uh, uh, through Honorable Malinga Chairperson. Okay. Is there any contrary view? Going one, going two, going three. It then therefore means that uh, the we adopt the motion of desirability. We will have to um, go for public hearings as well as uh, now welcome the written submissions. Can we then ask the committee staff to start prepare the program so that we can present it to the committee maybe before we close next week? One, the program to deal with the written submissions and also to deal with public hearings. That's what will happen because we agree on, on the on the public on the on the on the issue of the motion of desirability. Is there any other matter, honorable members? And uh, Ari, can recording I stopped. Can I go? Oh, Ari left still. Ayanda, are you still in the house? You left to speak even if you're yes, on the road. Yes, I'm in the house. Okay. Can we now declare the meeting adjourned? Thank you, Chair. I was cut out now. Okay. Honorable members, the meeting stands adjourned until next week, Tuesday. Thank you very much, including for your patience. Thank you very much.